And that's a great song, which leads off the CD Quiet Canvas number two from our next guest, who's been a great friend of ours, giving us great music over the years, here to the Up Room with Joe Kelly on WVOF in Fairfield, Connecticut. He hails from Youngstown, Ohio, and he's kind enough to join us today here on WVOF. We welcome once again musician and producer, Mr. Jim Kokenauer. How you doing, Jim? I'm doing good, Joe. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, it's a, it's another great release from uh, yourself. And let me ask you, first off, uh, a lot of the songs, of course, on the on the record, uh, instrumental. How about finding song titles for for an instrumental song? And um, how do you go about you know finding my hometown? Before or after you, you create the song? Actually, that one in particular, it was after. And um, it, it kind of came out of a live gig that I did um, when we did the CD release. Um, I'm actually a, a theater producer and director as well. And so we did a comedy show at our theater here in town and kind of combined that with the release of the of Quiet Canvas 2. And I really wanted a song, to play a song that had to do with our hometown here of Columbiana, Ohio. And... Uh, as I was playing that, I actually put a video together of a lot of different places in Columbiana, and it just, I don't know, it just really seemed to capture what I feel about uh, our hometown here in Columbiana, so that's that's how it got got its name. Now, now tell tell our, our listeners a little bit about Columbiana and what, what kind of town, and um, how about, you know, the arts, arts community that you're involved with there? Yeah, Columbiana is a town of about, um, I think it's seven or eight thousand, and... Um, just a neat uh, town. Harvey Firestone, the uh, the tire uh, manufacturer, um, actually lived here. And there's a park called Firestone Park, and it's just a beautiful park. And and um, and we've got a nice downtown. It's kind of known for its antiques and that kind of thing. So so it's really got a nice ambiance to it. And then um, in the last couple of years, uh, actually a friend of mine renovated the local theater and uh, literally put a million dollars into make just transforming this theater. And, and so in the last couple of years, um, we've been able to do uh, some productions there. We did a Christmas show last year that my wife and I wrote, uh, as far as this, wrote the script, wrote all the uh, music for it and everything. And, and uh, so it's just a great venue to, to, uh, to do that kind of thing. So um, it's been fun. It's been, it's been good. Yeah, and in between, of course, you're, you're writing your own songs, Quiet Canvas Number 2, which succeeds uh, Quiet Canvas. And, uh, you know, all the CDs are available at cdbaby.com. And you can go to Jim's uh, official website, jimcokenauer.com, C-O-U-C-H-E-N-O-U-R.com. And w- what's the background of your family name? Um. You know what? I we've we've looked into that, and I don't know that I have a definitive answer. Uh, you mean Coconauer? Yeah, Coconauer, right? Yeah, um, I I think it's from uh, the Wales area. I think we're a family that comes from the Welsh <laughs> tradition, but that's about as far as I know. So uh, I should research that more, I guess. Yeah, well, well, definitely an original name, and I'm sure you heard every v- variation on the pronunciation, right? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you know your your uh, your record. You you work on, uh, of course, a lot of the music by yourself. But you bring in some some friends on the record to work on various tracks. Who are who are some of the other cats on the record working with you? Yeah, this was a, a fun um, production because I used um, a lady by the name of Tina Gant, G A N T, 
uh, who is a violinist, and I've never um, really written songs for violin before, but she plays on, I think, four or five different tunes, uh, does a great job, and then um, had a friend of mine, Mike Austin, who played the sax on the this song, After All, and just just really killed it. I mean, he's just an, an excellent player, and um, in fact, we had multiple takes on that particular track and it was it was really fun just taking this piece and that piece and putting them all together and um, and then the vocalist on back home is a friend of mine susan flynn and uh, she and i have have uh, played in different uh, in some other bands actually a worship band at our church uh, several years ago and she's just a great vocalist and um, and sang that so it was it was fun to have those elements i uh, they were a little bit different than uh, what i've done before and the record is uh, another production with uh, Jerry B's record label, Niana, right? That's correct. Yeah, yeah, Jerry. In fact, um, Jerry did the um, the mixing and the mastering, and um, he kind of hooked me up with the studio. And so, yeah, he was he's got his fingerprints all over it. And do you still do stuff with Sound Doctrine as well, or just the solo? And not too much anymore. Um, I'm I'm doing mainly solo stuff, and I'll I'll play out here and there, you know, at Borders or a I did a, a YWCA gig uh, about a month ago. Um, was in a room full of uh, about 200 ladies and just playing some of my music, so that was kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah, that, you know, a lot, lot of musicians and people in general would love that. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Now, you spoke on uh, After All, and we're going to get into it right now uh, and give our listeners more taste of Quiet Canvas Number 2. We'll come back and speak with Jim Kokenauer and find out more about the recording of Quiet Canvas 2 and uh, upcoming plans for Jim and his website, jimkokenauer.com. This is uh, with some of his musical friends right here. After all, WVOF 88.5 FM in Fairfield, Connecticut. Joe Kelly here with The Upper Room, and uh, really nice to have Mr. Jim Kokenauer on the show as well. His latest CD, Quiet Canvas Number 2, you can go to jimkokenauer.com, also cdbaby.com, and Jim's last name is spelled C O U. H, excuse me, C-O-U-C-H-E-N-O-U-R, and you just type that in the search, it'll bring you up to pick up, I think you have three three albums listed up there currently, right? Yes, yeah. correct. So people can download uh, all the music on there as well. How, how about some of the, uh, the instruments you're using on the record uh, as far as keyboards yourself? Yeah, it's mainly, uh, I've just got one keyboard set up here in my uh, studio in the basement, and it's an Alesis. Uh, it's a weighted key, and so uh, all of the different instruments, uh, besides the uh, the violin and the sax, are done out of that keyboard. Okay. So, so. I think on the song Maggie, um, I have it set, you know, to a acoustic guitar sound, and so it's uh, pretty versatile. And, and yourself, I, I got to give you compliments. You're one of the most creative and versatile people that uh, we see. I mean, you, besides music, you're involved in uh, building churches and rustic furniture, photography, video, and, you know, th- th- let's go back into some of those. How about building churches? How did you get involved with that? I know spirituality is a big part of your life. Yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, my dad started the company back in 1970, and... Um, and I never really, you know, had planned on going into the business. And as it turns out, um, my three brothers and I are all part of the, the business. And uh, what I do there is um, I'm VP of marketing. So 
so it really is nice because part of my responsibilities is to to do design work, you know, graphic design and that kind of thing. And um, so anything with creativity is is really uh, what I kind of lean toward. I guess I've I've really been. Um, in fact, that's that was the whole deal behind Quiet Canvas too was to be a backdrop for people who could exercise their creative gifts. So it's been nice to be able to do that in my vocation at. Uh, Kogan as well, where we build churches, design and build churches. So, so when when does construction uh, cease during the winter? When, when's the last day you guys work outside or have people work outside? You know, actually, it's interesting because we we just continue right on through, and uh, because we're um, a semi-national company, it doesn't affect us as much. We're headquartered in Ohio, but we have an office in Charlotte and uh, satellite offices, really all the way down to Miami, Florida. And most of our uh, projects right now happen to be in the southeast, in Georgia and um, South Carolina, North Carolina. <clears throat> so you're not nearly as fe- affected by the weather. But even here in Ohio and PA and in the northeast, as long as we um, get get it started before the r- bad weather hits, we can just move right through. Right. And uh, Jim, Jim's uh, official website is jimkokenauer.com. And you can go there. It's really, really interesting. Click on on all the links, and you can see some of uh, Jim's interests, and you know, find out about Jim's uh, background and his family, uh, his daughters, and his wife. Um, how about your musical background? What was the, f- you know, your first memory of of getting into music and uh, re- really loving the thing that you do? Yeah, I was probably um, early teens, maybe I don't know, thirteen, fourteen years old. And um, and I remember taking piano lessons, and it was a typical kind of, you know, I had to set the, uh, the alarm to practice, you know, and I couldn't uh, get up until the alarm rang, that kind of thing. But then I realized, you know, I, I started playing songs just from hearing them uh, by ear and started understanding how chords went together and even started writing some original material. And, um, and really, that's what... That that's what kept me playing and interested, and then I, you know, got into a band when I was in high school um, with some friends, and then we actually stayed together through college, and it was a it was a, a Christian college, so we we would sing on the weekends at different churches, and then in the summer at youth camps and all, and then we went full time a couple of years after that all over the uh, United States, just touring and and playing and singing. So. Um, so that's kind of how I got into it, uh, but I always loved writing, especially, and, um, uh, and then I've been involved in different bands throughout the years. How, how about some of the musicians that uh, you really admired um, throughout throughout these years? Um, you mean famous ones people would recognize? Yeah, either a little both, whatever whatever you're into. Yeah, yeah there's, um, of course, I was, I was always listening to uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire, uh, you know, high school and college days. Um, Stevie Wonder um, just just loved his music, and um, guy by the name of Andre Crouch in the Christian oh, yeah. world. He was really kind of a uh, a pioneer in uh, sort of soul jazz type uh, Christian music. And uh, and then here locally, there's a keyboardist, Cliff Barnes, who is just an excellent keyboard player. Uh, just He's a young guy, probably late twenties, something like that. And he's played in Sound Doctor. We played together. And um, another guy, Paul Dowds, who is an excellent guitarist, again local to this area. Mike Austin, uh, Jerry B on the drums. So um, 
while they may not be known nationally, they're just really excellent players. Now, your your family's a, a big part uh, of your life, of course. And how how about their support of your your musical endeavors? And you know, how, how about uh, you mentioned your wife? Uh, you guys have been involved in the music and theater. And tell us about that interaction with your family and and your music. Yeah, they they've been incredibly supportive. Uh, my wife, in particular, she uh, she knows how much me- music means to me, and um, uh, you know there are many times where, especially I'm working on Quiet Canvas and Quiet Canvas Two, where you know it's like you grab an hour here in the morning, you grab an hour at night, you know, and, and uh, on the weekends and that kind of thing, and and um, and she she really gives me the freedom to do that, and I, I try not to abuse that. Uh, because obviously she's more important than, than music, but um, but yeah, she and my two daughters and now my sons-in-law are just really supportive. And any time I'm playing out, um, my parents are there, regardless of where it is, <laughs> unless it's you know they got to fly or whatever. But um, yeah, they they're just there all the time and uh, very supportive. Now, now, big question to you from our listeners is. Uh, how did the uh, recent audition for American Idol go for you? <laughs> Are you referring to my website? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You got some great videos up there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, that's that's my uh, twin brother or something, you know. That's, but no, that's it, it's really fun. I really enjoy acting and uh, especially the comedy parts. Uh, I don't know for some reason I'm just uh, really into that kind of thing. So. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you I didn't make American Idol, but oh, that's okay. Time. Yeah, you, you know, uh, you can actually. You know, we're speaking on uh, the diverse stuff on uh, Jim's website, jimcokenauer dot com. Uh, some click on the videos, and you see a lot of the the humor and uh, you know acting that that Jim does as well. What what's um? How about the plans for the theater out your way in Columbiana? What what uh, any future things for the theater upcoming? Yeah, yeah, the uh, comedy team that we've put together, we, we'll be doing another show in the spring, and then I'm actually writing a uh, uh, production that's called Me and Myself, and it's it's really kind of my life story in dealing with Tourette Syndrome. Right, right. And um, and it just kind of starts out when I, uh, as, a, as a preteen, when I first, you know, noticed it, and, and literally for 26 years dealt with it without knowing what it was, and... Um, uh, so I'm in the middle of writing the script for that, and and uh, it may end up doing it. I I don't know if uh, I you know it would be a tough thing for me emotionally to actually you know portray the character, which is me, I guess. But I think it could be pretty powerful. And it's not obviously just about me and my life. It's about everybody that deals with you know things in their life and and how it can actually ultimately free them uh, if they'll let it. So we'll see. And I was reading that uh, when when you started to to start to get help for Tourette's syndrome, your wife had saw a, a TV show, and you guys talked in depth about it. Yeah, yeah, it was amazing. But she was she was watching Oprah one afternoon, and they had a, a, a piano player that had Tourette's on there. And and the more she looked at it, the more she thought, you know, that's that's really what Jim. It's exactly what he does. And and so she talked to me about it, and. And at that point, I would always shut down the conversation and just say, no, nah, it's not me, it's nothing, you know. And the more I got to looking at it, 
looking into it, the more I thought, you know, this could be it. And so I eventually went to a specialist and was diagnosed. And fortunately, I don't have a a major, uh, uh, you know, a major deal with it. It's just it's it's like I don't do the the swearing and that kind of thing, and I can control it uh, pretty well in public. But um, but yeah, it was definitely uh, just a, a completely freeing. Uh, defining moment when I when I realized that this is how you know I'm wired. Yeah, yeah. That that's that's one of the most powerful things I read. You mentioned exactly like this: the way God wired you. So kind of acceptance of it, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So so are there, have there been any um, advances in as far as prevention or, or dealing with people with Tourette's in the past few years since we last talked? Well, there there has been an incredible awareness now. There have actually been some movies made and TV um, productions that have made that have dealt with threats in a very respectful uh, way, and and uh, and so that's been good. And then they have um, really tried to uh, raise money to to find out more about it. And I and I know that there, I know there are some uh, medications you can take. I don't unfortunately I don't need to do that. But um, but yeah, I would say in terms of awareness, it's it's really grown over the last two or three years. Well, we, we we really appreciate having Jim Kokenauer on the show once again. And uh, this air interview, whether you're listening to on WVOF uh, right here in December and also on our 24-hour network, Upper Room with Joe Kelly and G. DeSoe at UpperRoomWithJoeKelly.com, you're going to be hearing additional music from the catalog of Jim Kokenauer. And uh, it's time to get into some more music. I've got three songs selected. We're going to get into it right now. Uh, we're going to listen to uh, a vocal song with uh, Jim's music on it back home and go right into uh, Rock Under the Bridge and then for those people out there who are thinking about getting married we got a song Jim Jim actually wrote this song and uh, I, don't, I don't know specifically who you had in, in mind but this I, I, when I first heard this I said people can uh, either walk up the aisle or dance at their reception the first dance to my love to you who, who was in mind yeah, you know, um, my nephew was getting married, and I just thought, you know, it'd be cool to have a, a wedding song for that. And so I just I wrote it and uh, ended up playing it at, at his wedding. Wow. And, uh, yeah. There you go, the, the, the modern-day version of Butterfly Kisses, maybe, or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. yeah. com C-O-U-C-H-E-N-O-U-R.com. And you can go to cdbaby.com, whether you purchase the hard CD or download the MP3s. You can listen to previews and uh, pick up uh, all three of uh, Jim's releases. And want to thank you so much, Jim, and best best of the holiday season to you and your family. Thank you, Joe, and, and same to you and your wife. All right, this is from Quiet Canvas, number two. 